Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Welcome to a new segment of the Friends and Rivals podcast called Getting to Know Your Hosts. Today, we are honored to have with us Tom, who covers the Rangers, and Bill, who covers the Penguins. Welcome to the segment, boys. Tom, we'll start off with you. Tom, I, I know you've known Bill for more than 25 years of your life. Uh, what's your honest assessment of him? God, oh, he's insufferable sometimes. That's odd. I thought you guys were good friends. But at least his wife, Jen, and son, Casey, are cool, right? They're so fucking annoying. Bill... After hearing that, uh, is there anything you'd like to say about Tom and his family? Welcome. Wow, this is getting a little too personal. Uh, maybe we should shift gears to hockey. Tom, I know the Rangers are searching for a new coach. What do you think a new coach could bring to the table for them? He's not going to develop the youth, and he's going to end up getting fired halfway through next season because they're going to suck just as bad as they sucked this year. Sounds like to me you might be shopping for a new team to root for next year. Uh, if that's the case, who are you going to root for? Ottawa. Really? Ottawa? That's kind of a shock. Let's switch over to Bill. Bill, you're known as the music guru of the show now. I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but can you uh, can you sing us a couple lines of one of your favorite songs? Running with the devil. Oh, a little classic Van Halen. Nice. I like it. David Lee Roth was definitely the better lead singer of that group. Not in a million years. Tom, am I correct in remembering that you once had the opportunity to meet your favorite player, Brian Leach, and get his autograph? What did you say to him? Give me a D! And then Bill was telling me that you guys got cut off or, or interrupted. Bill, what did Brian Leach say as he was walking away? Seriously, I'm a minute and a half away from the end. Oh, that must have sucked for Leachy. Billy, what should they have done? Could have helped each other out. I, I agree with your point there. I wonder what that would have sounded like. Um... A lot of you might not know this about Tom, but he's actually been trying to break into the entertainment industry for quite some time, Tom. I heard you actually wanted to interview to be the PA announcer at The Rock. If you were to get an interview to do that, what would it sound like? And now it's time for a PSEG power play! Wow, with an audition like that, I'd be shocked if you didn't get hired. But if you don't get the job, what are you going to do? Become a scumbag. I like it. Well, that'll close out the first ever installment of getting to know your hosts of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Tom, I just wanted to say thanks for doing this. All right, dude. Enjoy your night. And Bill, anything else you'd like to add? Bye. Folks, though his words may be few, they are very impactful. Signing off for this week, this is Steve saying, it's a real slap shot. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can. Episode 26, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I'm Tom Harkness, one of your hosts. Well, fuck that shit. I am the host, Tom Harkness. Joining me, as always, are... Steven Wojtowicz. Gemma Pell, Bill Fruche. Number one firstborn son, Nicholas Larita. Okay, now, now listen, listen, wait, Tom. You're only, getting a, you're only getting away with that shit today because of one reason. What the hell is going on? You better turn it up. What is going? Is that on your tape deck? Are you playing that <laughs> on a cassette recorder? What Hold it up over your head. Over, you yeah, put it, fucking say it over your head. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, we can't hear anything, but and, it sounds. It looks like it sounds. The audio amazing. was just absolutely terrible. So awesome. You want to start again? Speaking of yeah, we'll start again. <clears throat> You're only getting away with that shit today for one reason. Are you covering the microphone? What are you doing? What are right, you playing the last time? Hey, it works. Hey, guess what? It's fucking Tom's birthday. Happy birthday. Go fuck yourself. Let's move on Happy with the show. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tom. Uh, host of the Friends and Rivals podcast show. Happy birthday to you. You guys know it's impossible to sync up music from all those different sources. On oh, it's going to sound horrendous. I think we just figured that out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to sound absolutely horrendous. He'll Did be you guys fucking practice that? Because that was like on the air. It was perfect. I can't wait to listen to it tomorrow. Like the highs and the lows and everything. No. You guys were just spot on. Cannot oh. wait to listen nice. to that tomorrow. Wow. It's like you guys rehearsed that or something. Yes, I am. Four, four tonight or today. Um, it was a good day. It was a very, very good day. But that 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 takes a backseat on uh, on my podcast for this for this review we got on Apple. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this five star review 
on the air for everybody to to hear. If you haven't already, please go to uh, wherever you get your podcast, write a review, give us a review. We'll read it on the air, especially if it's a one or even, I don't care if it's a one or a five star, we'll read it on the air. We appreciate just the the opportunity to, to, to do this segment. But we got our first review and um, here it is. It's from number one fan. Now you might think, hey, this gotta be Matt. This has gotta be Matt. He's the number one fan, right? He is in my heart. He is. However, maybe blood related, maybe blood related, same side of the family, but here we go. This is my favorite podcast and only one I listen to. It's not just because my son is the main character. Hi, Nick. Hockey is really cool. I love all the goals and the fights. These guys really love hockey and it shows. Anyways, I love you, Nick. You make me so proud and are all I could want in a firstborn. In summary, Friends and Rivals is a real slap shot. Now, this comes from the lovely and talented Teresa Larita, Nick's mom. Who Thank I you. Have the honor and privilege of knowing for, well, not as long as Nick, but uh, quite a long time. And we, we certainly kid, but we, we certainly appreciate the review. But I got to take... I got to take some offense. Main character? Main character. Son is not one of the main characters, <laughs> but the main character. The if, main friends character. And, if the Friends and Rivals podcast had a, a an opening credit scene, Nick's name would come sixth. <laughs> well, but he's behind Casey Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. So I, I have to ask a question. How does Chris feel? about being second fiddle to the firstborn son. Does that, does, know. Does that Good question. Is a complex? Is he, I mean. Well, I, he's always had, the, always had a chip on, him on the show. show and we need to interview him. Oh, okay. I think you might come on here and, and rip me up. So that'd be fun. Oh, he definitely, and he's definitely, he definitely invited. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt. But I, I just sure. want to know it, how he feels about being second fiddle. All I could want in a firstborn. Nick, is Teresa an Islanders fan as well? Uh, good question. I don't think she actually roots for a specific team. You hear that, she Mama has... Larita? He doesn't even know who you root for. I'm pr- no, I know your, pretty your well. Prize, pretty, your prize sure. number one son doesn't know a thing about you. Wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure she would say, I, I like to watch hockey, and sometimes I'll watch the Devils, and sometimes I'll watch the Islanders, and fuck the Rangers. Uh, hey. Good for her. Good for her. All right, we'll take wow. that. Uh, that's 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 hurtful. That is <laughs> that is hurtful. But I I do have to tell you, we have a new tagline for the Friends and Rivals podcast, and that is, it's a real slap shot. It's a real <laughs> slap shot. We are we are going to have shirts that say uh, Friends and Rivals. It's a real slap shot. There you go. I think you marketing, go, marketing get all over that. I love a mom. Our, Check our check our podcast store when you get a chance, and you'll see it's available now. You can't even get fucking post our Twitter account. Now you're making shirts for the invisible people. We we might sell one to Nick's mom. I'm sure she would wear it with pride. I you know what I'd wear it with pride. I'll have to get her a a smock for for work. You know she works in the hospital, so oh there you go. Friends arrival smock. Think of all the advertising to the dead people in at St. Wow. Peter's Hospital. Jeez. Is it same is it St. Peter's still? Still St. Peter. Yeah, they haven't they haven't been bought out by uh, uh, Robert Wood, but it's uh, them here and they're gonna, they're gonna combine to a mega hospital. Like a, like a big joint venture kind of thing. Yeah, it'll probably become just Robert Wood. I think Robert Wood's bigger. I think they're gonna be the Robert, Robert Wood bigger, yeah. Giant Johnson. Robert Wood awesome. Johnson, St. Barnabas, St. Peter's Health Center of New Jersey. Hey, wait, wait. There you go. I think that's what it's going to be it's called. It's going to be a large Johnson is going to be the hotel <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah. But not the hospital's <laughs> name, rather? Robert Wood that's, Johnson, St. Barnabas, St. Peter's. I got to get back surgery. Where are you going? The big Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Straighten me right now. <laughs> All right. So this has got to lead into now since we did our review. So I encourage everybody. Wherever you listen to, to, to get your, your podcast, go on there, 
fill out a review for us, rank, rank us, do whatever you need to do. We will absolutely read it on air. And we, we certainly appreciate that. So that's homework for everybody who listens. Even you, Rakesh in India, I need you to go on there and I need you to, to give us a review because we want to hear from you. But another way we hear from fans is through email. Steve, you got an email from, from one did, of our- uh, We got an email. We got an email from Brian D from New Jersey. And his email reads, Devils fans are the worst? What? Fuck this guy. Screw this Frochette guy. I bet he calls it Taylor Ham or worse, Canadian bacon. Wow. Well, I mean, that I, was I, a little I, bit abridged. That was Brian D in New Jersey. Now, I, this has got to be in response to, to Bill's accusation of devil fans being the worst fans. I would I would believe yes so okay. I believe Brian is a Devils fan if I uh, read well, the context like, of like, the email there like every Devils fan he's a fair weather fan he only likes the Devils when they're doing good there you go I'm Side. not gonna speak I'm not gonna speak to this gentleman's character I don't this was just a random email we got again from Brian D in New Jersey so Bill you have, a response? you have a response for that Bill and, and I think it also says in there, uh, one of the lines that, that you might have missed reading there is uh, it says that the Flyers fans are assholes. After he says, Devils fans are the worst? What? Fuck this guy. The Flyers fans are assholes. So I, I think, you know, my, my first point there is that, you know, if, 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 we're, if, we're, if I were to call somebody anti-Semitic and then their response is, no way, Hitler's way worse. Like, you're not really defending you know the accusation you just you just like name of the worst thing possible but anyway look there's different kinds of bad hockey fans um the vast majority of hockey fans are, are assholes uh, i certainly am i don't exclude myself from that uh, so devil's fans though what was that i said i could vouch for that it's a very true statement you are an asshole <laughs> yeah absolutely so devil's fans are the nhl's worst i'll, I'll say it again um philly fans and boston fans it's they're they're just awful people because they're from philadelphia and boston they, they are in their essence just terrible people um so yeah they're terrible people watching hockey games uh but uh if you're from new jersey i'm from new jersey and I, all of us have spent some time in new jersey and i don't think we're all assholes i i, I think our in our essence new jersey people new jersey people are all right uh so it, it's just if they're the um, I shouldn't read this shit. <laughs> I keep losing my spot. So the the point is okay. So if you're if you're in the crowd at the Prudential Center, they want to be the most annoying like per capita fan base uh, in the NHL. Um, so let's go through some of these bullet points. So after they announce every player on the opposing team starting lineup, what do they yell? I would imagine. Good luck. I think they say good luck. No, Quack. I ducks. You, you're ducks. Ducks. Oh. So they could be playing like the LA Kings, right? And starting at center for the LA Kings, Anze Kopitar sucks because the because the New Jersey crowd, right? Uh, and then how many times a game? Again, regardless of who they're playing, so they're playing the same LA Kings team, and and how many times a game are you going to hear the the phrase yelled? Uh, Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, and Crosby watches. Not <laughs> so, enough. Not enough in my book. It mean, doesn't matter who they're playing again. They're just going to keep yelling that out. Um, before COVID, they had an entire section in the upper deck where it was just fans that wanted to go there and, and chant nonsense and, and play their Vavuzela, right? Ridiculous, more ridiculous bullshit. Wait, the Vavuzela is that long horn? Vuvu, it's yep. pronounced Vuvuzela. Yeah, that one. Thanks, Nick. Uh, then there's Give Me a D Guy. <laughs> whole that whole chant where we got to spell out the whole name devils every time um this is the fan base that thinks seinfeld's putty is a fucking icon uh he's like only the the, the biggest dude bro douchebag in the history of television steve's going to grab his uh his uh, bobblehead of putty hey bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, putty bobblehead. that's amazing wish you would turn into a bobblehead just like he is <laughs> that's fantastic uh, so I'm gonna say it again. They're the most annoying fan base in the NHL. They're not. I, and and I, what I mentioned last week, they're not the meanest. Like I don't fear for my life going out in the parking lot unless I was watching the game like in the vicinity of uh, of Eddie Alts at some point. 
you know, I'm, I'm not scared of anybody there per se, but uh, they're just like, they just are relentlessly annoying. Um, and even though, you know, their, their tickets are, uh, are, are as cheap as a, as a broad street hooker. Um, I, I am not going to choose to go back to that arena, like in non COVID times, the only time I, I went there dur during COVID because I knew it was all spaced out and there would be less of those people around, but I have no plans to go back to that arena. So if you guys want your arena full of, you know, who's, half who's taking of, the bet on that, that, that he doesn't go back to the Prudential center. He's absolutely going back to watch the Bengals. There's no question about it. Not when I can see them uh, play at Belmont Park next year. Oh, well, there you go. Uh -huh. Yeah, that'd be a good place to go. Think, I would just think that the Prudential Center is far more convenient to, to travel to than closer and way cheaper annoying. than that game is going to be. And uh, and do you want to know what I call pork roll? I, is that like at the essence of what the real problem was? No. What Let's I say, call pork roll. Can we take a poll? What's what's the what's the consensus here, boys? It's going to be something stupid like he's going to say, I call it disgusting or something like that, I would bet. You nailed it, Steve. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's a fucking peasant's version of, of ham. Well, why the hell would I order that when there's perfectly good sausage or, or bacon? I haven't ordered pork roll since 1989 when I was on the menu yeah, at my middle He still weighs school. 634 pounds. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> it's a peasant's version of ham. Oh, dude. I don't know about that. It's, it's kind of New Jersey tradition. Pork roll and cheese, dude. It's all pretty right. ketchup. Okay. And, uh, if he so doesn't I'm eat it, that just means there's a lot more for everybody else. That's all. Good stuff. So, so, uh, and so, Steve, I just want to mention too that um, you sent a, a picture of that email um, in the lower right hand corner. I could kind of see that you were replying to him in, a, in agreement. So uh, it, it said something like, and I agree, fuck. And then it kind of trails off because I can't really see what else was in the picture. What, what was, what was exactly that response? I think I said, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. That's, that's about right. Yeah. But but I was replying guy. for the whole podcast, not just for me. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> for all from the guy from the guy, do you do you wanna do you wanna tell them what you what you did to my chainsaw? I mean, I was so nice to you. I said I said Listen, you're okay. <laughs> first of all, it's gonna get replaced. Wait, Second wait, you all, broke, wait, wait, you broke his chainsaw? I was shot I was cutting a branch off of a tree. Right. And the branch accidentally knocked me off of the ladder. <laughs> and as after I fell down 12 feet, it, the chainsaw kind of got a little bent. Did you fall on the chainsaw? No, I, I fell and like dropped, dropped the chainsaw as I was falling down. Which, what did you was, fall on? Was this the tree in the front of your house? Yes. Somebody yeah. has to have like doorbell footage of this. No. Dude, what do you mean? No, it was the Nobody. one. In, it was the one in between us and the next door neighbor. So it was too far in between the two. I'm talking about your across the street neighbors. Nah, they don't. I don't think they have a ring. Did, really? Did you, did you raise yourself like on something? Like how like far? I fell down. Yeah, I fell down about you know ten or twelve feet and landed on my feet and then rolled onto my side. Oh, that's pretty good, dude. So you could have really. I risked. I, I got hurt. I got hurt. I you know I'm still sore, and that's a week and a half ago. But uh, but we're gonna either fix or replace the chainsaw. So you could just settle down there, Willem. Wait, was it a, was it a gas powered chainsaw or was it like no? It's a no, it's, battery it's powered, cheap. powerful it's chainsaw. I'm gonna power. say that it's a powerful chainsaw. By the way, I, I might have forgot to tell you this when I was letting you borrow it. But if you're cutting a, a limb off of a tree, it, it's it's guaranteed to swing to the spot that it's getting cut. Guaranteed. There's nowhere else for the branch to go. Yeah, you also well, hey, guess what, pal? Thanks a fucking lot. You could have told me that a week and a half ago. Also, you can't really just cut straight through it. You got to cut on like an angle oh. on each way so it doesn't knock you off. So, the so, oh, God, I didn't know we were fucking doing the podcast with Paul fucking Bunyan. <laughs> Holy shit, this is great. Thanks a lot. Well, I mean, did you just assume or did you watch a YouTube yeah. video on it? Did you, did you research it? Did you do anything? Or you said, fuck it, I'm going to go touch, cut this branch down. Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go cut this branch down. Okay. See, so this is this is for our listeners. We're saving lives. We might have just saved Nick's mom's life. She might have been up in the tree with a chainsaw trying to cut something down next hey, week. And, hey, and Teresa, if somebody. you're gonna cut a branch down, consult with Nick and Tom. I mean, Nick and yeah. Bill, Bill and Tom. Consult Steve. with these fuckers. Which one do you want her to consult with, Steve? Fucking assholes. Yeah, don't call these Steve. Pricks. Don't ask. Don't ask him to come over. We'll we'll, we'll tell teleprompt it with Brian. We'll figure it out. Jesus All Christ. Right.
Well, thank God you didn't kill yourself. Yes, we would have been we would have been screwed here. Our our podcast would have been ruined. No, or it no. would have been a lot better. No. Or it would have been Eddie, a lot better. Eddie would have no, stepped he, in. I don't think no. this podcast sure. would have skipped a beat. I think it would have been fine. Wouldn't have skipped. Can you, can you please not go on ladders and do dumb shit? That would be appreciative. <laughs> I'm gonna try and avoid it from now. I, I've I've decided I'm gonna stay in my lane and let the pros do what they do best. Thank God. I would text Tina right now, but you know uh, she's probably sleeping, so probably not it's... the best idea. <laughs> You're probably dead dead on accurate. By the way, the best um, birthday wish I did get today was from um, Nick's wife, Tara. Mm. She sent, hey, Tom, just wanted you to know that I'm so proud of you and I wish you the happiest of birthdays. You are all that I could ever ask for in a friend. Enjoy the day. Pretty good. Best birthday wish of the day coming from Cool Ranch. Pretty nice. That's awesome. She thinks so much more highly of you than I do. (laughs) What? What? How do I get? What? I think. I'm on your side here, pal. I think I sent. I think my text read, "Tom, have a great day." Maybe. Well, thanks, guys. Oh, we love you. You're welcome. Was there any hockey on this week? Fuck hockey. We're Amazingly, 43, 40, about 40, 35, 40 minutes into the show. We haven't talked word one about hockey yet. Should we just go right to trivia with Bill? <laughs> Let's wow. go trivia. With, wait, wait, Steve. Oh, it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. This one's quick and, and I'm sure easy, but so totally relevant. Okay, here we go. Who... Lost to the Colorado Avalanche in the final game of the 2001 Stanley Cup playoffs. Wow. Jesus. He's been all out tonight. Anybody, Steve, you want to answer? Anybody? Um, I will. I'm going to, and this is just a guess. The New Jersey Devils. You got it. Wow. See, this was, this was an easy one. (laughs) That was, that was hard. Yeah. And and as you said, relevant. Relevant. Of course. We want to keep him relevant. Uh, Putty. Was, Putty bobblehead. That was that was incredible. And from trivia with Bill, we always go to now impressions with Nick. First off, I just wanted to say congratulations on hitting 900 points this season in your career. It's a huge achievement. With that said, you haven't found success in the offseason unless you're playing with multiple guys who will be first ballot locks in the Hall of Fame. Do you think the lack of success when you are the main guy takes away from some of those achievements? Uh, that's a weird question. Uh, you know, I love hockey. I'm a hockey player. I think uh, I make the guys around me better. Uh, sometimes they make me better. You know, I don't think I need to be a top guy all the time. Hockey's a team sport, you know? What was it like winning the cup? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 you dream about it as a kid, dude. It's a great honor winning the cup with my teammates, playing hockey. I love hockey. It's, it's what you play for. Does it make up for never winning a gold medal in the Olympics? I mean, I, I won a silver medal. That was pretty good. Your sister had no problem winning gold. What's this guy's problem? It's not a, pro- it's not a competition, my sister. So, so was the second winner. It's a great achievement. More like first loser. Can we can we get rid of this guy? He's always acting like this. Such a jerk. Jeez. Hey, what was your approach been uh, to the offseason now that you're, you know, rounding into your mid-30s? Yeah, you know, I still love the game. I love hockey. I'm a hockey player. Just going out there and trying to skate with my feet. The guys, move my feet, you know. I mean, does that mean you're you're hitting the bike more often? Uh, you know, I, I like to ride the stationary sometimes. Yeah, I mostly take short trips around my neighborhood, you know, just run around when I'm, when I'm home. Making stops at 7-Eleven near your place for some late-night hot dogs? I, you know, I mean, you know, it's relevant. You know, I'm a hockey player. I love, I mean, I love, I love hockey. You know, I burn a lot of calories. You know, it's not a big deal what I eat. I mean, I'm just saying, you look like you can ease off the extra meals. Yeah, I, I get it. You're, you're real comedian. Yeah, you, know, you should start a podcast, the Barstool guys. You know, uh, no more questions, okay? Did someone? Oh, no, I know that's it. Is. That's the rest of the the text. Oh, I know. There's no more text, Nick. You could wave your fucking hands all you want. There's no more text. Oh, it cut off? All right. Yeah, it, cut off. It, says, it says, Steve, did, did someone, that's it. Did, did someone take my lunch? Did, oh, let me, did let me, someone let me take hold. my lunch? Hey, thanks, guys. I, I have to run. I'm supposed to say, it's not running anywhere. <laughs> it's, what? It's what? He's not, he's oh, he's not, not running, running anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> he's not running anywhere. Steve, good luck with his edit. It'll be flawless <laughs> tomorrow. Don't worry. It'll be flawless. Oh, I, can't, I didn't see it got cut off. I'm sorry. My bad. All right. That's it. 
Um, so I? I'm going to start guessing um, Amanda's brother. Okay. We got that, Tommy. That's my guess. Same. Billy? Me. <laughs> All right. What are you talking about, man? Hot dogs is just the poor white trash for sausage. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Yeah. So yeah, I was uh, I was Phil Thrill. Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel. Baby. Yeah. Yes. One of my heroes. I try, to, I try to make it not super hard for you there, Stephen. Good job, buddy. He did the Kessel run in five parsecs. <laughs> See, we did we did layups today. We did easy ones. We had an easy trivia question. We had we had an easy impression. I'm boycotting. I'm boycotting the trivia question. <laughs> Why are you boycotting? Trust me, there's no more devil's questions in there. No, but we we can do a a, a segment on um, you know events on on today in history. Yes, let's celebrate. No, let's please let's celebrate this day, May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth is is a day on which historic events happen. I was born, so right then and there, I mean, the Friends of Rivals podcast would never be without me. So there you go, historic mm-hmm. event number one. Yep. What happened on the same day I was born? Star Wars. I mean, some of us don't appreciate Star Wars as much as other people do, especially in their 40s or even after 14 years old. Star but, Wars is just a poor white trash for Star Trek. Everybody knows that. But Return of the Jedi came out in 1983, which uh, which was, uh, I, I got to scroll to where I need to be. <laughs> um let's see uh anything else good george brett has career hit number 2000 that was a good one my favorite baseball player well look the mariners traded mark langston to the montreal expos for randy's johnson 1989 mark langston for randy's johnson straight up not a great deal no say. uh weird al yankovich in 1989 she she drives like crazy. That's on that list. Absolutely is. I, I thought it was a momentous occasions, not in so, inconsequential song releases. Okay, all right. And in uh, nineteen ninety three, John Stark's "The Dunk." Ooh, Ooh that's event. a good one. At that's Madison Square one. Garden was uh, posterized. Michael Jordan and Horace Grant, nineteen ninety four. The guarantee for Mark Messier beating the Devils in Game Six of the Eastern Conference Final. That's a big one. That is a big one. Uh. On the downside, in 1997, the the Flyers beat the Rangers uh, four games to one to move on to the Stanley Cup Finals. You skipped you skipped what happened in 1995. Wasn't there like a mass killing on the anniversary of the Messier uh, hat trick? I think they killed like 24 people for every goal he scored. That was messed up. What in like the in Bosnia? <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, <laughs> lot, it's a big it's a big Devils community in Bosnia. There's a huge Devils contingent in Bosnia. Absolutely, I heard I heard that putty visited. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Putty, did you uh, go there? He's saying yes. <laughs> He's nodding his head yes. Uh, Oprah Winfrey aired her last show. Come on, get to it. Uh, in 2012, the Devils beat the Rangers four games to two in the Eastern Conference Final. Henrik slots it ahead. It got on to Kovalchuk, and Kovalchuk a shot that's carefully played away by Lundqvist. Now Ponogorovsky with it. Through one in front, block there. Scramble for it there. They pump the way at it. Still it's loose. And uh, and last year was um, was George Floyd. Everything so, was sh- and everything was shut down. And, and historic events happened on May 25th, and that was on this day in history. And we didn't talk about hockey, so we could cover all of that. Well, yeah, that's what everybody wants to hear, right? Let's no, I want it. Let's talk Penguins Island. Hey, hockey on this podcast? What we? What we let's doing talk here? Penguins Island. What we doing? Yeah, Twenty five minutes into the podcast, we might as well talk about hockey. Hey, look, listen, I didn't think we were going to talk about hockey tonight. So it's it's unbelievable that we've gotten here. So, Nick, you guys was, are like serious? Go right ahead. <laughs> I know you were, Bill. I'm sorry, bud. I tried. All right. Uh, you want you want to leave off here, uh, Billy? You want me to go? Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to be short and sweet, so I'll just, I'll just get it out there. I mean, that game five was last night overtime loss uh, for the penguins against the islanders the islanders are up three games to two man that was a downer because uh I, i'd feel better today if the penguins lost that game for nothing if they just weren't in it because then i'd go hey they're down but they're gonna have their backs to the wall i'm gonna see them respond in game six and it might be a different story i'm not gonna give up but 
they the Penguins played their absolute best game yesterday. Yes, they made Far. mistakes, cost them for sure. But uh, they 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 really dominated four periods. They came away with a loss that does not leave me with any hope for the rest of the series. And that's that's I guess all I got to say about that. All right, all right. Well, uh, we actually had three games this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the fourth game was actually during the last podcast. Uh, we talked about that there. So I don't really remember as much about game three since I've watched, we've watched a lot of hockey on these two teams in the last uh, week. Um, but basically it's felt the whole series is extremely stressful to watch this whole series. I don't know about you, Bill, but I'm like, it's never more than a goal lead. If it's a two goal lead, the other team gets right back to evening the team, the game up. The whole, the whole thing is just basically a very even game. I got to ask you, you one question. Do you feel that there's more pressure on either one of you because you are co-host on a podcast now that focuses on your teams? Or do you feel any more pressure because you're you're doing a podcast? No. Just, no, normal, no. just normal shit? No. All right. No, no. You know they're not on the ice with the team, right? <laughs> well, and Steve can tell you too because Steve's still got a team in, in, the, uh, in the playoffs. No, no, literally, we're literally talking to six people. <laughs> Why slang. would that be any more pressure than normal? I mean, Toronto, baby, the Maple Leafs, go Leafs, you returned, go. You returned your flag. That's it. You're done. No, I just, I took it down to send it. I sent it to the dry cleaner. <laughs> It'll be back. Fuck dry cleaner. Flag. The hundred third. Well, anyways, I was gonna say, uh, game game three was a, uh, Isles brought it home. Um, pretty. Pretty uh, pretty good game, I thought. Uh, Isles ended up losing that game. Could not just get traction on getting the lead in that game. And Pittsburgh was just just able to keep the, the lead the entire time. And uh, ends up eking out a game and keeping getting back to home advantage. Um, game four, a different game. Definitely best game the Isles played uh, was game four of the series. Uh, ended up winning 4-1. Uh, and by the way, uh, game four was the second game that they put Ilya Sorokin back in, which is starting to look like a brilliant move at this point by Barry. Um, trusting in the the rookie, 25-year-old rookie who's been playing this kind of hockey in the KHL before. So I'm not really – I didn't think he would he would struggle here, and he, he's just looked fucking great. And uh, was able to, to get the team rally around him, tie the series back up, going back to Pittsburgh last night. Uh, honestly, I, that was – Billy hit it, right? It was – Pittsburgh was on all firing all cylinders. They looked like they were going to, they should have blown out Isles out. Somehow we scored two goals in that game. And even though we were out, we shot like almost 50 shots to like 26 or something in a game that went to double overtime. Uh, I don't remember what the, the shots, you know, numbers were going into overtime, the first overtime, but look, we, we barely had over 20 shots. I mean, it was, it was not good. It was a, it was a game that we did not have a lot of opportunities. We did not look great. And our defense was just keeping the game alive with our goalie. And it was hard to beat them. There was even a shot in the fucking, in overtime deflection. Sorkin was thought was coming up high deflection. It bounced low. It just hit him right in the, right in the pad. It, it, it could have been a goal. Could end the game. It was one of those games where I was like, I don't, I don't know how we win this game. We just could not get anything going. And, uh, Aaron Jerry, Jari passed to uh, Josh Bailey and ends up ends up ending the game. And um, all of a sudden now, like just hanging around in the series, hanging around each game, you know, you got game one, one goal game, game two, one goal game, game three, one goal game, game four is the only outlier and game four, five, one goal game. I mean, we're just, it's a very tight series and I don't think the Isles really should be in it at this point. They really haven't played that well. And they have, uh, the Pittsburgh's played, they've played like they've been playing, but they just haven't gotten the uh, the wins. And now they're gonna. I was gonna go home. Game six with nine thousand people in the audience. So it's Sorokin's gonna be a been, really. Sorokin's yeah. just been that that big of a difference maker. I don't I don't doubt for a second that the Penguins would have beat the Islanders yesterday if Varlamov was in the net. Varlamov, for the the thirty five times he shut out the Rangers this year, the the Penguins have not had any kind of problem. It was it was him. seven. It wasn't thirty five. <laughs> But uh, no. yeah, but the the change to Sorokin, I mean, he really, I mean, he reminds me of Vasilevsky the way well, he's playing right now. You know, I mean, he's he's a year younger than him and and a little less experienced in this league. But uh, I mean, he just he doesn't have any obvious holes, and he's and he's just zoned in right now. And and I I think the rust goal that he gave up yesterday was deflected. The Malkin goal on the power play got through. That I I feel like the Penguins could have had three more overtimes and not put anything past him. But uh. The Penguins are a team that are going to give up, but they're going to make a mistake 
and and they're gonna put you know their goaltender and the goaltender put himself in jeopardy for for the last one but the the penguins will as as well as they play defensively they played real well defensively they are mistake prone and and uh and and so every once in a while the other team whoever it is 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 gonna put one past them and that's uh that's what they can't afford when they're when they're playing a goalie that's that hot yeah is, do, you, do you think jari's taking a lot of heat from the local media and fan base over not just the fact that he so poorly misplayed the puck on the game-winning goal but also the fact that just about every goal is going in glove side uh yeah i, I mean uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna take some heavy hits for for this series um especially with that mistake uh but yeah there, i mean there, there's more mistakes than than just the one that ended the game last night with jari um they practically handed everly a, a breakaway seconds before that which which everly just didn't uh, gather in which almost would have guaranteed an end of the game there because uh, he would have gone high glove. Um, and, and there were mistakes that Malkin made that did not cost them goals yesterday. I mean, uh, the, the the first goal that the Islanders scored was another mistake. Gensel being the guy back against, uh, um, what's his name? Bellevue. Yeah, he, <laughs> there was no way. There was no way Gensel should have been that guy back there. Um so the too many mistakes by the Penguins. They're otherwise playing uh, an incredible series. Um, um, you know, they're the four lines they're rolling are are, are terrific. The defensemen are, are keeping sustained pressure outside of their zone, but uh, it's mistakes. And and yes, Jari with the with the poor performance to the glove side with the with the with the mistakes. He and Jari's made more mistakes in that past too. He's he's had some bad exchanges with his defensemen. I mean, he's yeah. He's going to get a rough ride out of this for sure. Yep. 20, yeah, I, I was, 20 were shots on goals going into the overtime and 20 yeah. to three or sorry, 20 to four in the second period alone, alone. I think Barlamov has played his last game on the Island. <laughs> no, nah, he hasn't played his last game. He's a bit, he's, he's, he's a Vesna, a Vesna candidate this year. He's, he's going to, he's fine. That's this what happens every playoffs. Tradable and they need to get rid of contracts. What other contract are the Islanders going to shed in order to, to get into the cap next year alone. I I agree on the fact that he's a guy that they should trade because they, he's replaceable. And I think that his con- moving his contract would be great. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and they're definitely going to not expose him or Sorokin in the in the um, expansion draft. But uh, they'll have to – if they can move, move a contract, he looks like a guy that they could potentially move. But it's, somewhat, it's, it's hard. Goalies are a weird market. Either everybody needs a goalie unless, or nobody needs a goalie. Unless Aaron Sorkin's leg falls off in, in the next game. Oh, my God. That would do a huge favor to us. What's, what's that? That would be a huge favor to the Penguins. Yes, yes, it would. Thank you for I, wishing I, that I on I don't him. think Barlamov is seeing the light of day, at least in this series. And I and and you know what? If, if Sorkin wins this series, I don't see how they go back to Varlamov against Boston. I don't. It definitely start. Uh, the series, and if he has a bad game, Varley will get the start. I mean, I'm I don't sure. think it matters. They're 1A, 1B in that scenario. I don't think that, you know, that, and also, it, I think it's one of those things where Barry's going to be like, you know, we, we trust Varley. He's, he's, a, he's, our, he's been our starting goalie all year, so why would we just abandon him now if he had a, a couple of bad games? You know, they're, they'll bring him back. I, I think that it'll, it's really going to be uh, this postseason. I don't, unless, unless you know, he, unless Sorokin is just solid every game, and he's maintaining this ridiculous pace, then it's hard to stop, you know, play him. I, if you lose a, a one nothing game and he plays out of his mind, you're obviously not going to change him out. They'll take him out if he has a, a bad game, right? Four or five goals in. I mean, we'll see how this next game goes. Styles, they have to win, in my opinion, at home. If they don't win at home, I think Pittsburgh's going to take it the whole thing because, uh, you know, take the series because they're, they've, they've, they are just very dangerous. Isles have barely been able to hang on. Um, with dealing with them. And I don't think it's a good matchup for them. I think that the team just matches up really well against the Isles. And it looked like that in the regular season and it certainly looks like it in this series, but in incredibly, they've been able to win three out of, out of five games. So we'll see how it goes uh, tomorrow night. Is it the Malkin effect, Bill? Well, um, par- partially, I mean, he's, he's not really, uh, Malkin is not really leading an effective second line right now. Um, and, and they certainly, do need that because uh, the Crosby line's been mostly neutralized by uh, the Pelican Pullock and all the other P-word people. Um, they're the Crosby line struggling. Uh, they they did pick up a goal yesterday, but um, 
they would really be helpful if they had a hot scoring second unit right now. Malkin's scored the power play goal, but he's not really in the flow uh, right now. He's he's making those bad passes to to no one in general. He's trying to put pucks through Islanders that are standing there waiting for it. And um, and again, like it, it was it was none of his mistakes yesterday that that directly cost the Penguins. Uh, came close a few times, but. Uh, it, it's that sort of play that's kind of undoing them, and Malkin's not really helping there. We think it's the problem with their power play. They, their power play has not looked that very good, aside from the goal last night with a just really well played shot uh, from Malkin. But to be honest, that that I figured that that team would have a much better power play than than they've shown. Well, since since Malkin returned uh, to the lineup in the in the last few games of the season. Um, the top unit has really not been that good because I, I think when Malkin's not playing well, he, he loses patience and uh, and makes foolish passes and 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 then they gotta kind of go backward and uh, I mean at best they gotta kind of clear the zone and, and regain it. At, at worst, he's he's causing uh, you know shorthanded uh, opportunities. Um, but the Penguins' second unit really was the better unit in, in the last as the season was closing down with uh, Jeff Carter and uh, and uh, McCann, Jared McCann. Um, McCann, I, I heard heard a stat. Don't know where to find this or if I could confirm it, but but I heard in one of the broadcasts that he McCann ended up with the highest like power play points per minute in the league. Like he was not on the first unit most of the season, so he uh, but he did get on the first unit when 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 Malcolm was out. And uh, and he was really a standout there when when they did. Um, but it, it's the the second unit is is almost the better one right now. They they scored a power play goal I think early in the series, um, uh, one of the Carter goals. Uh, and and so yeah, the uh, the first unit's really not come up with much except for that goal um, last night. You talk Mike Sullivan might be on the hot seat if the uh, the Penguins don't get out of the first round. I I I, 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 I like Mike Sullivan. I liked him from his days in New York. Um, he was just never – the Rangers weren't in a position for him to take over as coach. And who knew what he would do with the Penguins? If he could, becomes available, that is certainly a guy at the Rangers, Devils, Sabres. I mean, he'd be a very hot commodity on the coaching market. Do you think he's just lost the players? Uh, no. Anything to do with the coach? Who, I, think- I, I didn't hear any I, – I, I mean, I might not be looking for the right articles right now. Maybe I'm not reading articles because they're a little depressing at this point. But no, I – I've, I find the whole concept of Sullivan being on the hot seat kind of preposterous. I, I think he's the coach of the year. Uh, if you look at the regular season, I, I, uh, I, I think he, he was the, through, through all of the, the rash of defensive injuries at the start of the season um, to the rash of injuries in the, in the second and third line later on in the season for the Penguins to have stayed so steady and, and climbed up the standings through all that and the loss of their general manager uh, and, and, bringing in new, you know, personalities into the general management, I losing Hornquist uh, on top of all that, like uh, last, last off season, man, I, I, I think the leadership Sullivan's provided is, is second to none. I, I would not, I would not imagine him being on the hot seat, but then again, he got new GMs in there and, and who knows what buddies they have in mind for the job and what they'll use as leverage to try to convince Mario to, to part ways with him. I, I don't know. That's all games to me, but you know, uh, I, I don't think he deserves to be in, in any kind of uh, job jeopardy. And I hope he, I hope he returns. Well, Malkin's got what, like a goal and 10 penalty minutes, 12 penalty minutes in the series. Uh, took an awful lot. He had an undisciplined game uh, four um, yeah. and he took another penalty in game five, which was a little more, I think, I think at that point they were just looking for, for Malkin because uh, he did something that everybody was doing and they just kind of singled him out in game five, but you know, still, yeah, to get, did get called again. And whatever the reason is that they're looking at him, they, they are looking at him, and he took another penalty. Komarov's still on the top line for the Islanders. Um, he's he's certainly had a, a, a nice little balance and a little toughness on that line. And he's been, I mean, to me, he's been one of the Islanders' best forwards all series long be, between his energy, his hitting. Um, they don't want to try anybody else in that top line but Komarov. Yeah, yeah I, I disagree. I think that he, you know, he, he does give it like the, a little bit of an edge to the line, but – I don't think the line really needs that. Um, I think they're trying to force the the whole, you know, we lose Lee, we put somebody in there that's going to be a, basically a grinder and sit in front of the net and be an agitator of sorts, you know, with Lee out because he's, you know, he's normally a big guy that sits in the front of the 6'2", whatever, 240, 230, you know, 
big dude in front of the of the goalie, hard to move, battles, gets the flex pucks, you know. Uh, we don't have that other guy. There's nobody else on the like team Billy. like that. You guys that. want to sign Billy? Billy will go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I'm not – I think they're going to put Zaka uh, in for Walsham. Um, Zaka, I'm an idiot. Um, Zajac. <laughs> what did for, you guys trade for Zaka? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Zajac. Oh God, were they allowed to do that? I wish we could. We put Zajac in for Walsham, who took a absolute horrible landing uh, off of just a regular routine check um, into the boards, but he just his neck flew around and just looked ugly. Um, but it seems to be day to day. He's probably going to take the. I don't think he's going to play him next game. He's probably he's probably going to sit for Zajac. But that I don't I don't understand it. I I look at Komarov and you know I get that the fairy thinks he's going to play well with them, but. I'd rather see like a Michael Duck Hall on that line. I think he'd be better off because I, I, we lose a lot of skill with him on there. Komarov is not skilled. Like he might have a nice passer in there, but he makes a lot of shitty plays and he, you know, it's it's sort of like a double-edged sword. Like he makes, or not a double-edged sword. He, he, he has like some good, play, like one good play and then maybe two bad ones. One good play, two more bad ones. And you're like, it's not really worth it. And plus he doesn't add the offensive pieces like he might get a goal and everybody be like oh he's scoring now and it's like no he's like barely just in the right place at the right time but i don't think he adds enough to the, the line to really you know help that that line score um but you know especially when you have uh, barzal and, and everly just starting to just trying to heat up they've they've been ice cold most of the series but they look better the last two games i'm hoping that they um they continue that Look, as much as I joke and I put Matthew Barzell on the back of a milk carton, I think Crosby's been more invisible in the series um, than Barzell has. And I think it's different, though. I think Barzell has been. I, I just I think Crosby's getting shut down. I think that entire line. Yes. Is yeah. Shut down. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that there's a reason, you know, Crosby's been going against our top two defensemen and. You know, not to say that Barzell hasn't been getting Matt paired up against against, but he's he's looked disinterested early in the in the series. He hasn't looked at the same guy, whereas Crosby was been look was looking fucking you know back to his normal self in the first couple of games, and then uh, we really taken them. They've been you know real battle trying to keep Pelic Pelic in and Pelic off of the ice at the same time. You know, Sullivan um, was flipping out in the last game when um, there was a shift where. Just after bring that up. Yeah, where Pellet got on in between uh shifts and he was fucking having a meltdown. Well, he you know? wasn't right though. They, they they should have been able to put that Pellet on after the cross. I don't know why, yeah. I don't understand how it was allowed. I didn't I didn't understand it either. I was like, okay, what why why is this a thing? Why like what was the ruling? I wish they would have you know, that's the shitty part about about that. They don't they can't really get that information to us. And it's like, what happens? Come on, HL, like get something from the fucking refs or have somebody down there that can at least tell us what the fuck happened. No, like, no, they, Pierre, have, they have somebody down there. His name is Pierre Maguire. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. Here's 10 minutes on Pierre Maguire. And how much yeah. <laughs> I was watching on the Islanders feed and the color guy was going, the color analyst was going crazy because the linesman wasn't forcing the penguin to get a stick down when they were taking the defensive zone face off. And he oh, said, he's been watching it all series long and the, the linesman never make him put his stick down first. Like he's supposed to. The Islanders are winning at least 65% of the face offs anyway. So I'm not sure what he's really concerned about in the end. Well, yeah. Butch has got to complain about something, you know, <laughs> can't, can't, can't be all great, all gravy. Penguins won 52.5% of the draws in the last game. They were getting out. It, it was interesting because they, they showed an infograph during the, I think it was the second period where like the Isles had won like 16 in the first like 20 or something. And all of a sudden it just changed. When Ray, Penguins started winning the faceoffs. And then at the end of the game, almost even, but you know, obviously a little more in the Penguins' favor. But it, I don't know if it's mattered too much, to be honest. It's been pretty, pretty relevant a lot of times, surprisingly. Game six tomorrow night on the island, 6.30 start. That's nine nine thousand people. That place is going to sound like it's going to sound like twenty five thousand people. Yeah, it's going right? to sound like it's full. Yeah. I, I think the series is over tomorrow night. <clears throat> Sorry, Bill. Well, uh, agreed. We'll see. I, I, we'll I see. just don't. I just don't see how they think Aaron Sorkin in that building. I just don't. Where else are they going to throw at him? They, they got nothing else to throw at him. I, I don't know what else. What else they do? They ran into a. A, a hot, I mean, he's got to he's got to have an off game. That's the only possible way. But I don't know where, where that would come. Well, from. they could literally throw Tanev at him, like literally throw him at him. But I don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. Tom uh, Wilson's not doing anything. You guys could suit up Tom Wilson. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of Tom Wilson, he got bounced, and the uh, the Washington Capitals went out pretty quickly, pretty handily to Boston. Um, oh. 
So sad. Billy, you're upset about this? What, what happened? <laughs> I Only that they lost to the Bruins, but, you know, I, one of those fucking teams had to advance. I'm actually glad it's the Bruins. The, uh, the Panthers are on their third goaltender. They started out with Bob. They went to Darren Drager. And now they're on who, Bobby Knight. Knight. Spencer, Bob, Spencer Knight. Knight. Chuck Knight. And, uh, I mean, he gave, he gave him a chance. They won the last game 4-1. A lot of adrenaline for that young kid coming off the World Juniors and making his so, first pro year and going to be starting his first NHL playoff game. A lot of adrenaline going for that kid. So do you think they're going to be riding Knight for the rest of the series? So they're going to be Knight riders? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Michael, that was sickening. That, that is literally <laughs> some shit that ends the show. Period. End. All right, I'll come back to that later then. Uh, <laughs> all right, do we, we cover the other series real quick? Was that? Uh, I was the other series in? disgusted by what I heard. Sorry. So got Night, the Night Edmonton Rider. Bounced. Yeah, Edmonton oh, bounced quick. Well, I look. I, I'm just gonna say. The Oilers lost. They 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 yeah. flat out. They had a huge lead in Game Three, and they and they blew it. And I didn't think they had a chance in overtime in Game Four. Um, I don't know, but that's just a feeling that I got. I want to save the Islanders for a rainy day for us to talk about really what they're going to do in the off season, or maybe what could happen to the Oilers in the off season. Did, um, but I, I definitely want to save that for a rainy day. Gretzky was so upset he quit. He was so annoyed with their performance that he quit. He was the he's the he was the one of the vice presidents of the Edmonton Oilers. Did he really? Yeah. What did I miss that? And he quit God. today. I don't uh, look after that performance. I really don't blame them. Well, it's going to TNT, right? Yeah, that's the reason. But still, he quit. That's you know, you don't have to <laughs> mention the second half. You don't have to mention the second half of the headline. You just leave it at the first half. I don't want anybody to think the great one's a quitter. I mean, come on. But that was no so, surprise, right? About three. I think they. I've. I saw reports two million dollars, and I saw reports three million dollars that he signed to go to TNT. Oh yeah. I can't believe they're throwing that much money at him. I, I don't I don't know how he's gonna I don't I don't think he's that interesting to be honest. And I think I've said it a few times, but I don't know see. how he's gonna survive on three million a year. I mean, yeah, really. Jeez. I, I'm a little surprised on the on the Predators and the and the Hurricanes right now. Series tied at two. Predators got a two to one lead in the second intermission. Well they're playing tough. I they started hitting them and I, I don't think the Hurricanes have the toughness to to compete against a team like the Predators are just going to continue to pound them. And that's the point I tried to make last week. I said, the only reason this becomes a series is if the Predators pound on the, on the Hurricanes, and that's what they have done. Um, they've gotten timely goal scoring and some, some overtime winners to make this, a, to make this a series where it should have been a runaway. And I, I can tell you back when the regular season was wrapping up and the, and the Hurricanes were playing against the Predators, and I had three of those Hurricane fuckers on my fantasy team, I can tell you what Nashville did to them down the stretch and that that made me a little skeptical for their first round chances i gotta tell you yeah look after the season that they had um i guess it really does show that the regular season doesn't always transpire into what is going to happen in the playoffs and that's for damn sure the series they were they were six and two against nashville this year in regular season so they were uh they played well against them the only team that, that didn't actually no they were actually four three and one against the red wings I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say four three one against Tampa, but also apparently four three one against Detroit, and everyone else their worst the record. Everybody else, yeah, it was five and one and two was I think against the Blue Jackets, five and two and one against Chicago, six and one and one against Dallas, you know, et cetera. It's they, they were six zero oh, and two against Florida. I, mean, I, they were, I would imagine the Hurricane fans tonight are losing their mind right now over that. Uh, that disallowed goal as was, well i don't know if you I, saw the replay i saw i was i was texting you guys while we were we were chatting uh it looked like a kick like unless I'm yeah I, he was he was spinning around yeah. but then his foot also did kind of make a kick motion but i don't only after. from the overhead does it look like that from yeah. the ground view camera Wait, it doesn't really look like it was a kick in. kick in pardon they had a disallowed goal over a kick in yes yeah didn't even know they did that anymore. I've seen really pucks kicked into right. nets that nobody even looks it at. It was a, a coach's challenge overturn goal. There had been un- indisputable evidence. That That's what I'm saying. Kick. If you look at it from, if you watch the overhead view, you're going to say, yeah, that was a kick in. 
But if you watch it from ice level, he really just looks like he's spinning around and just getting his footing, you know, just getting his stance back with that one foot. Not necessarily that he's kicking at the puck. Well, that's that Sebastian Janikowski. He never gets the benefit of the doubt. I laughed at that one, Billy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And then is there another is there another series going on in, in, in Canada? Oh, right, right. Toronto, Montreal. Yeah, Steve, what's your report on Toronto, Montreal? Toronto is up three games to one as after a devo- de- decisive victory tonight. And uh, William Nylander is uh, the Austin Matthews of the playoffs for them because he's got goals in four straight games. So it looks like they're going to be cruising on to the second round. Cruising on. Oh, listen, everybody. Q Toronto collapse. Steve just said Toronto is going to be cruising into the second round. Bet the house on Montreal next game. No doubt enti- about it. The, the province of Ontario is about to riot after that. <laughs> he called this guy called a short series Tampa Bay versus Florida. That's now going to six games. Bragged about Winnipeg being up four to one going into the third period only to watch them come back and win the game you, you said that absolutely. the other way backwards right i said that backwards said that same thing <laughs> Bragged about edmonton being up four to one only to lose the game in overtime wow look at this edmonton team <laughs> bet the house on montreal I, didn't i bet you in one of the nfl playoff games Weren't the Colts down by like 30 points and they came back and won because I, I bet you probably Pro- that's that's what just me. So probably. Said, oh, this game's in the bag. Probably. I still have that quarter. I bet you a quarter and I still have that quarter. I'm yeah. sure you do, Scrooge. No, I like that. That's sentimental value right there. That time that Steve popped the cork on the champagne when uh, the Falcons were ahead of the Patriots. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> right. At halftime, he's like, woohoo. Matt Ryan, the best ever. <laughs> Goat, baby. Warren Moon, he's the best. Oilers over the Bills, baby. <laughs> no? You're not a Warren Moon fan? No. Uh, we didn't, we, like, we, we talked very briefly about the, um, the Panthers Lightning series. Um, but they got to do something next year. You, you think anything is going to be done about the, about the cap and expanding that to the playoffs for next year? Just because of the uprising that, that's happening with Tampa right now. I mean, what they're like 15 is it again is it right now just to go back to what i had said previously do you do something about the cap or do you do something about players that go on long-term injury reserve that once you're on ltir you're you can't play in the playoffs but you're done for the season the the, the entire calendar nhl year no playoffs right. or nothing even if you're healthy 100 can't play in the playoffs right right and if you if you're going to be out for a for a significant period of time but expect to come back before the regular season ends or for the playoffs, then you can't be put on long-term injury reserve. They can't use that as a shield to go over the salary cap. What if it's the, you can't play if you were on the last day of the year, you're on the LTIR because if you had come off beforehand, wouldn't it basically you have to still, you know, deal. No, you, you could play, you could come back and play in the regular season, but when the playoffs roll around, you can't if you've been on long-term injury reserve, you can't be on the playoff roster. Yeah, I think I Nick, I think there's ways to circumvent that, what you were saying, mm-hmm. if you're not on the roster for the last game of the season. But I it, it it's a very interesting idea about not about being on the LTIR at any point during the year, which means you're done for the year. That's it. No playoffs, no nothing. That's how otherwise it's just gonna be used as this place to hide these players just like Tampa did, you know, with multiple players so that they could be back in time for the playoffs. So you, you just be putting people on regular IR and not long-term IR. Right. Where where they're, where they're, where their dollar value would still count against the cap. Yeah. But don't you have some flexibility in there to call up players and be on your team? Even if you put somebody on injury. I think you do with number of roster spots. I don't know if it affects the dollars on the cap. My, my my issue there is there there'd be still a way to circumvent that um, with regular injured reserve and not pushing somebody fully to LTIR because they know he's going to be back for the playoffs and there'd still be a way to circumvent it. I think that I think the only way is to have the cap count in the playoffs as well as it does in the regular season. I don't understand why it doesn't. I mean, okay. does does it does it still happen in football? The, what the cap? Yes. 
It, I would imagine it does. Yeah. Right. And luxury tax in baseball. Well, I don't even know about baseball. I don't even want to assume to know. I mean, this is really the first season that this has been an issue. I don't remember hearing of this in previous seasons. I know that the Penguins kicked it around sometimes when they've had some of their stars uh, on on injury on injured reserve, or or whether if they had a star on injury reserve, maybe they could trade you know trade at the trade deadline and go up over the cap because they weren't expecting somebody back. I've heard it you know kind of discussed. But never seen anybody actually go for this loophole like uh, like the Lightning did. So that's it. Maybe this one time is enough for the NHL to go. Yeah, all right, you did it one time, but now we're going to put a lock. You know, we're going to lock it down. They should. There should just be some prorated version of the cap in the playoffs. How many teams are going to do it next year? I mean, oh. the Devils. The Devils weren't the first one to sign a Kovalchuk contract. Right. There was many. There was many before it, but oh, that sure. was seemed like that was a straw that broke the camel's back with it. Because that was the biggest slap in the face. Yeah. So maybe that maybe this is going to be the 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 equivalent of the biggest slap in the face for the salary cap in in the playoffs and using a long term injury reserve. Let's hope. But can they implement something like that with with the collective bargaining agreement? That, that's Why not? They, no one has to look into because it has to be agreed upon between the players and the and the NHL, doesn't it? And it's not part of the currently part of the collective bargaining agreement. The part of the collective bargaining agreement. Provides- maybe they say. All right, maybe they say, hey, you know what? You give us this. And we won't freeze the cap for that, you know, what is it, three more years. Maybe we'll freeze the cap for two more years. You know, each side's got chip, each side has bargaining chips that they can play with. Yeah, but I, I I don't see why this would be bad for the players. Why would it be bad for the players? Because it means more jobs for the players. If you if you could use these long-term injury reserve spots, it means more players get called up when a when a Kucherov or a Stamkos goes on injury reserve. So that's more minor leaguers getting NHL salaries instead of ahl salaries yeah but that's that, again, hundreds that's of thousands of dollars players association and it's not bad for for the owners it's bad for the other teams that have to deal with it it's bad for the players because those players wouldn't be getting called up it's still not something i don't think they would shoot down well you never know what either the players or the owners would do in that situation yeah, right. we'll i think it's more of an owner's issue than it is a player's issue though in, yeah in, and it's opposing owners yes I'm sure not every team is happy with the way that this is going on. You know, they just so does, so, free cap room to get. So does it get changed, or do does it get changed, or do the other teams go? Yeah, you know what, Tampa did it. We're we got to figure out a way to do it with our team so that we could take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean it's circumstantial though, right? Like you know, Kucherov makes a lot of money and then he's he gets hurt. I mean he was legitimately hurt, right? He wasn't like just they weren't like, hey, you're not going to play the whole season, and then we're going to like spike this to the playoffs. No, I mean, you know, he was legitimately hurt. How long he needed to stay out for? You yeah, know, they might have been like, they might have been like, hey, we're just gonna let you like take a. You're gonna sit out an extra you know? month, an extra month yeah. longer than you have to. Right, and you know that part. That's the part that's really, and if they shouldn't, they should get penalized if, if they if the NHL found out they were, they he was healthy and he just they just didn't bring him back because of the cap. That would be to me, you know, a loss of cap, you know, or draft 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 picks or something like that because. That, that's like clear circumvention that they they did that knowingly but it's gonna be hard to to prove that i don't think they'll go down that road but you know yeah, that's just me the teams are saying well the doctor says he can't play until right. you know such and such time but that's that's their team doctor who's on the team payroll yeah it but and they also don't have a doctor that was like that gave a second yeah. opinion on all the injuries yeah is, no no this guy can play right now what, what are you guys doing and nhl's not even like you know they're like okay you can say it's a lower body injury that's it like what lower body injury get in the face lower body injury middle middle body injury it doesn't they don't give a shit right now so they can say whatever they want and you know i don't see how they could even prove anything from any any side of the fence with the way that they're reporting injuries so they, they can't they and that's can't. why you that's why your point of just just use the cat you know have the cap carry over that's it into the playoffs might be that it might just be the easiest solution i think so that's where it should be it should always be there should be the same set of rules for the playoffs in the regular season. Not like, you know, the Cap refs, space, the refs penalties, putting their whistles away. Stuff. You know, they call the they game call differently. Exactly. There was, there was, there was a play, I think in, in the Edmonton game um, where the Edmonton player literally tackled one of the Winnipeg guys in, I think it was the first or I think it was the first overtime and it put Winnipeg on the power play. And I was, 
taken back by, wow, they actually called a penalty like that in overtime. Literally took his hand off of his stick, which is automatic a penalty, and completely turned the guy around on the end boards. And I was just, I was just in, in shock that they actually called that. That they did call it. Playoffs in overtime. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for tonight. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, just completely shut down and blanked. No, that's uh, good. That's just that's how we're going to end the show. It's going to do it for us. No. Uh, don't forget to uh, to follow us on Twitter where we never post anything at friends underscore rivals. When you're on the shitter, don't forget to check the Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Click comment and share there. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Remember, give us a like. Review our podcast. We'll read your review on the show. We'll give you all the credit that you need, even if it's a if it's an, a one rating. Where we had six ratings, we're five out of five stars. By the way, congratulations, kudos, kudos, the highest, kudos. tied for the highest rated hockey podcast on the platform. Hey, you know why? There you go. Me. You know why? All, all because Five. it's a real slap shot. Oh. <laughs> Billy, there you go. Happy birthday, Tom. All right, Steve, when you listen to this, go fuck yourself. See you later. Steve, eat a bag of dicks. (laughs) A big bag of dicks. Giant bag of dicks.